Coming up on this week's show, Trina Lane is here as part of the 2017 GRL Blog Tour. Plus, we get the scoop on Joyfully Jay's Reading Challenge Month. Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knaus. Welcome to episode 99 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from jeffadamswrites.com. And I'm Will from willknaus.com. This week's episode is brought to you in part by listeners just like you. We'll have a little bit uh, more information on how you can help support this show in just a few moments. Indeed. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, I made it out alive. You did. I did. It was a busy week for both of us. Indeed. So we talked last week that uh, over the weekend we got edits for both of our books. The book that we co-wrote, The Hockey Player's Heart, and the book that is the second in the Codename Winger series called Schooled. These edits both showed up at the same time, well, within a day of each other, and we're both due back (laughs) within a day of each other. (laughs) So this was your first time doing major edits like this, Uh, and you texted me, I think it was on Tuesday, (laughs) while I was out of town, that the book was going to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) You did survive, because you're here right now. <laughs> I did make it through. I pulled through somehow. You did? Yes, I did. Um, yeah. Uh, it's hard. There's no two ways about it. Um, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really gathered my thoughts, and I'll try and do that right now. <laughs> um, first of all, word is the devil. Uh, after he unleashed Donald Trump on the world, he created Microsoft Word. (laughs) That's how I feel about Microsoft Word. Um, So that wasn't fun. Uh, Yeah, and we should specify that this was really... I mean, you've written stuff in Word for years, but this is the first time you've dealt in the whole world of track changes and comments and (sighs) all that stuff. God, I swear. I swear I tried to teach him ahead of time. I did. Uh, you taught me good enough that I, you know... That you learned to hate I, I, I struggled through it. I thought the book was going to kill me at one point, but uh, I made it through. Uh, you talked me down from that particular ledge, and uh, we got through it. Uh, I did a rough fast pass, and then you went back afterwards and cleaned it up and we sent that bad boy in on friday night yes we did and you worked your butt off all day yesterday uh and worked on your book yeah i had there was a lot for me to do uh in school uh after i was able to clear up some of of the commas the commas are always the fast thing to, to to clean up even though there's about a million billion of them floating around in these books uh but i have me and passive verbs, I swear. Passive verbs, just... I can't get away from them in the first draft. I try to clean them up before I send them in, and then there's still, like, there's still ones that need to be tidied up. So I was spending... That was the majority of what I cleaned up in this first pass for Schooled, was uh, passive verb use. And, uh, yeah, I was up until 11 o'clock last night, chugging away, trying to knock those down and clean up some other stuff to do. 
And uh, probably in about a week we'll do round two, yeah. I suspect, for both. I do feel that both books are better, and I really like some of the stuff that you added to Hockey Player's Heart. Well, so. Thank you. You, you added some nice nuances in there. So My work is not for naught. No, it is not. And <laughs> congratulations on getting through your first. Yay, me! Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was gone this week. I was back in L.A. for work. And I think I mentioned that it was going to be the week where I finally got to try, try out Dragon Dictation's transcription uh, program. And so I took a little voice recorder down with me because... Apple headphones plugged into an Apple phone, an iPhone, don't capture the audio quality quite enough to di- to do the dictation. Well, the transcription rather uh, accurately because I tested that while I was before I left. Um, I throw out a lot of words when I'm just talking to the to the little recorder doodad. Uh, I was doing a thousand plus words in a twenty minute segment, so I did two twenty minutes. Uh, one morning and coughed up like 2,200 words. It was pretty epic because <laughs> that that far outweighs my 600-ish word typing in 10, in 20 minutes. And it's also faster than I was doing when, this, when I was sort of watching the words come up on the screen as well, which just proves the point that a lot of the people who use Dragon said is that you do perform faster when you're not actually watching the words crop up, which I wasn't 100% sure of, because sometimes I wasn't sure I'd keep my story thought. Uh, yes, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. But I think I kept it going, and I, I put it all into Dragon when I got home, and it coughed up all these words, which I think on my first scan looked pretty right. So I think I've at least got something I can hammer into a appropriate second draft when it's time to go back and edit. So I'm going to play with transcription this coming week mm-hmm. rather than dictation and see what that does to my word count. Cool. Because I need to power through some words this week if I'm going to have to edit mm-hmm. the following week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we should also mention, we hope that our listeners that are in Texas are safe. Um, quite the hurricane passed through over this weekend. And so those of you in Houston and Galveston and Corpus Christi and stuff, we hope all of you are doing fine and stay safe and don't wash away because it sounds like the rain continues. Um, Want to talk about Cycle for the Cause again? Uh, I brought this up last week. While I cannot get to New York to participate this year, I do want to encourage everyone to donate to this cause. Uh, $100 does so much. Uh, it gives 10 HIV plus people the help they need to lead happy, healthy lives. It administers eight HIV tests so that people know their status to stay healthy. And it could help prevent seven HIV transmissions by distributing safer sex kits. Now, whether it's a hundred of you out there donating a dollar or one of you donating a hundred dollars, the more hundred dollar increments we can raise, the better so that these services can be provided. If you personally donate $100, I will be happy to send you an autographed paperback of my new book, Tracker Hacker, which is the first book in the Codename Winger series, and I'll get that on the way to you when it comes out in the middle of October. If you would like to donate, you can go to biggayfictionpodcast.com slash cycle2017 and see the donation page and donate whatever you can, because any amount is a good amount. Indeed. And as we wrap up 
summer 2017, we want to thank all of our listeners who have stuck with us over the summer months, uh, checking out each of our episodes. And we want to extend an additional thank you to everyone who has also, who has, who have also, I'm getting my verb tenses. I don't know why I was, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm censoring myself. I'm editing myself. <laughs> oh, God. Don't edit. Verb tenses are, yeah, anyway. Verb tenses are mean. <laughs> they suck. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, a special thank you to everyone who uh, has joined us on Patreon this summer. Um, now, remember, for as little as 25 cents an episode, you can help keep this podcast afloat. <laughs> by uh, supporting us, you, uh, here I am trying to be extemporaneous again and it's not working. We were having extra- extemporaneous issues right before we started recording as well. <laughs> um, your pledge helps pay for the cost of producing and distributing this podcast. Really, truly, uh, I know I kind of read the same thing every single uh, week, but uh, really, truly, it helps out immeasurably. You have no idea. Um, For those fans who pledge at the silver and gold levels, you'll have the exclusive opportunity to ask questions of our upcoming guests. And we've got some good ones coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, any month that we have pledges that cover our monthly production costs, we'll produce a bonus show, especially for our patrons Patrons. on Patreon. (laughs) And we have have seven bonus episodes now that anyone who starts charged up their pledges can go over and check out and see what kind of wackiness we get up to over there yeah so you can get all the details on becoming a a patron at patreon.com slash big gay fiction podcast that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash big gay fiction podcast yes now this week uh i had the opportunity to talk to joy well to jay from joyfully jay Mm mm-hmm uh, September is her reading challenge month. They've done this. I believe she said this is her third year that the blog has done this massive challenge. If you haven't been following on the blog, they have an epic number of prizes this year from publishers and authors. It's it's, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I saw the list. It's like, what? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's some really good stuff over there. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's easy to enter to win because all you have to really do is read the books and leave some uh, comments and some uh, mini little reviews. So Jay's got full details on that. Plus, plus, she recommends a couple books for us as well. So I'm excited to welcome back Jay from Joyfully Jay to the podcast. Welcome hey, back. Yeah, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you. How are you at the, here at the end of summer? I'm doing great. All of our summer craziness is over, and now we're in gearing up for back to school time. So a little bit crazy, but um, actually much calmer than it was the rest of the summer where we were all running around all over the place. Well, you say calm, but you're gearing up for like the one of the big things that your blog does, which is the the, the reading yes. challenge month. Yes, and this it's is looking pretty, pretty much epic. turned into our. Our um, biggest event of the year, actually. I'm really excited about it. So tell us all about it. I've been reading some of the posts leading up to it, and it seems like you've got a lot going this this year. Sure, sure. So, yeah, this is our um, third annual reading challenge month, and the way that it works is that um, each month or each week for the month, starting September 4th, we have a different reading challenge. And this year, we actually. Um, had a vote, a reader vote on the reading challenges. So these are all reader selected challenges. And um, each week there's a challenge and it's sort of a two part thing. 
Um, first part is that my reviewers and I will all be reading challenge books that fit the different challenges. And then the second part is that there's a big reader component in that um, readers can earn entries to win prizes by participating. So you can either participate by um, commenting on any of the reviews that we do. Um, you can earn an entry for every time you give a relevant comment on any of our reviews. And we usually have somewhere between seven to nine reviews a week. So that's a good opportunity. And then the second way, which is really fun, is um, they can enter by reading along their own book, either the same book that we read or a book of their own that meets the challenge. And then um, at the end of the week on Friday, when we do our little wrap up post for the week, writing a mini review that they can post on that challenge post. So um, I've been really excited the last couple of years. We had great um, response from readers who um, read along with us and gave us their little mini reviews. And I mean, when I say mini, I'm talking about, you know, three or four sentences to a paragraph. It certainly doesn't have to be anything of the level that we write for the blog. Um, and we've had really great turnout. And if you write a mini review, you can earn 10 um, entries for writing that review and reading along. So most weeks you can probably, if you participate in everything, earn 17 or 18 entries. So it's really exciting and, and it's really great to get all that reader involvement. And so I'm really looking forward to this year seeing if we can get you know even more people participating and more, um, you know, more excitement for it. Uh, you've certainly got some great prizes lined up. Uh, yes. You want to talk a little bit about those so that people kind of know what's coming? Sure, absolutely. Yes, we um, have been really lucky over the past three years to have incredibly generous um, sponsorship of our contests. So um, the way it works is that each week is sponsored, um, well, three of the four weeks are sponsored by a publisher, and one of the weeks is sponsored by a group of authors who have made some donations. So I'll walk through what the prizes are and the challenges and let you know what's going on. Um, well, first week is um, TBR Pile Challenge, which I think is a good one because anyone is like me, they have like 46,000 books in their TBR pile. So for TBR Pile, all we're looking for is a book that you've wanted to read for a year. Um, it obviously doesn't have to literally be sitting on your Kindle, but something that you've been meaning to get to that sort of keeps getting pushed back. So um, this is a challenge we've done, in fact, for the last three years, and it was the top choice of our poll. So I guess everyone uh, is like me, and they're itching to get into their TBR piles. So that one's sponsored by Nine Star Press, and they are giving away four $25 gift cards to their store. So $100 worth of prizes. We'll have four winners. Um, and that should be great because then you can pick whatever you want from their uh, from their catalog, and they've got some great stuff. Um, and then the second week, which is another repeat challenge, and again the second highest vote um, is New to Me Author Week. So this one is pick out a book that's read that's written by an author you haven't read before. So again, a very easy reading challenge. Um, and this week is sponsored by Riptide Publishing, and they're doing something they've done for the past couple years, which is they are giving out paperback advanced release copies of, I think it's eight different books, all will be available prior to the books releasing. So these are trade copies that they make to um, distribute early to you know, different print reviewers and other things. And so um, these are paperbacks that don't even get circulated. So uh, you'll get those in advance of them even releasing. So some of these might be weeks or even months before the books get out, for in, out in circulation. And um, we do have to limit that for U.S. winners. So international winners will still win the books. They just won't win the paper copies because sending that huge book, box of books is a little um, cost prohibitive, unfortunately. 
Um, then our third week, I'm really excited about. This is a new one for us, and it's um, self-published book week. So we're going to be celebrating books that are self-published. And for this, the prize blew me away. Um, I just put like a little note on Facebook. Hey, anyone have a self-published book they want to donate? And we've got about 70, over 70 books or sets of books that were donated. So we have so many prizes. I couldn't even make one winner because it would be absurd. So we have seven prize packs. Um, each one is 10 to 12 books. Um, a lot of them include a paperback. Um, and some of them have multiple books that are in a series all included. So each, like I said, each prize is 10 or 12 books, seven different prizes, which is amazing. So we'll have a lot of winners self-published week. Be sure you are reading along that week. Um, and if you're looking for ideas, you can look through our list of prizes and you can see a lot of the self-published authors. Um, and maybe that'll give you a, um, you know, suggestion of something that you might want to read. And then for our last week, we have another new one. Um, this one was actually suggested by one of my reviewers and, um, again, voted in by readers, which is um, Judge a Book by its Cover Week. And um, I'm really excited about that one because I'm like a total cover whore. I mean, if I see a cover I like, it will make me buy the book. And conversely, if I don't, I often will avoid the book. So I am um, excited about, really excited about this one because this is basically pick a book that is interesting you because you like the cover. So we're not going for try something that you hate, but this is a chance to sort of, if you see a cover that you really like that intrigues you, this is your chance to try the book and see if it lives up to the cover art. So um, that one's sponsored by Interlude, and they are giving away, I think it looks like 10, roughly 10 um, ebooks as well as a signed paperback um, advanced copy of Not Your Villain by C.B. Lee, which is a sequel to the excellent Not Your Sidekick, which I read and loved. So Great prizes all four weeks. And then added to that, if you can believe it, we have a big grand prize. And so at the end of the month, all the entries for the entire month that have been accumulated will be entered to win the grand prize, which is sponsored by Dream Spinner. And once again, they are giving away a Kindle Fire um, loaded with tons of their books. So not only do you get all the books, but you get the reader to read it on. So I'm really excited about that. And I think, um, I mean, our sponsors are so generous and have given some great prizes. So I think that's going to be a really fun incentive to get people um, to participate. That is amazing. I mean, just... Yes. The, the challenges sound fun. I particularly like the, the cover challenge because there are so many books that I look at and go, that's a really cool cover. I think I should yes. have, I should try that. And so it's great to have a challenge around that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun one. I mean, it's a little bit trickier because you don't just have to read the verb. You sort of have to find the book. But um, I think that it's going to be a fun one. And I'm really curious to see, you know, what people pick because, um, you know, cover art's very subjective anyway. But, yeah. and you know, art in general is subjective. But I'm really curious to see, you know, what kind of things draw readers um, interestingly, just looking through what we've picked, a lot of them are um, either animated or drawn covers versus photographic covers, which I don't know if that was just a coincidence or whether that is what we're all drawn to. Um, but it was interesting to see how um, we all sort of gravitated towards very similar looks. So I'll be curious to see what readers choose for that and what grabs their attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what you guys pick for your covers because I'm already thinking about books that I have read because of the cover and now I'm going to have to go like surf through and see what I might pick for that week so yeah yeah and actually um we just released 
um, on the blog a list of not every single thing that we're reading because some of that, especially as we get towards later in the month, has to change a little bit as we fine tune things. But um, if you are on the blog, you can see a list of all the prizes spelled out in detail, um, all the specifics of the challenges, and then um, most recently we posted the list of um, most of the books that we'll be reading for the challenges. So again, it's not a requirement at all that you read um, the books that we're reading. Some readers like to do that every year and sort of follow along with something that we're reviewing so they can compare their thoughts to ours. Um, but that's definitely not necessary. So um, you can see what we read as anybody and if not you can pick your own books um, and honestly they don't even necessarily have to be GBLT romance they can be anything um, I think the whole idea of this is just to sort of push you a little bit out of your comfort zone get you to try something you may not have tried or pick up something you've been meaning to get to so the challenges aren't designed to be really difficult as much as just sort of give you something to run with so it's always fun to see what everybody chooses mm -hmm. absolutely and uh, we will definitely link up to all of those posts that you've got uh, already out sure. there in the show notes so that people can can get ready for it coming next Monday, September yes. 4th. Right, right. Yep, it'll kick off um, Monday. In fact, Sunday afternoon we'll have a post that will give you all the details for the coming week, what the challenges, what the books are we're reading, um, who's sponsoring it, the prizes, and then first book will um, – I mean, the first review will run on the September 4th. And then again, it will run four weeks the entire month of September. Fantastic. It's a good way to get fall started. It is. It's really, you know, this was just like one of these, like, you know, rocks that hit me on the head brainstorms a couple years ago. And um, I really did not expect it to become such a big deal. But we had, I mean, I was blown away that first year by responses. And um, every year when we talk about this, I get more people who said, oh, yes, I participated last year and I really liked it. So um, it's become, I think, our biggest event of the year, which is really exciting. So it's a nice way to gear into fall. And our upcoming six-year anniversary, actually, um, is going to be that first week of the challenge. So um, that blows me away. I feel ancient. Um, <laughs> six years. Congratulations. Like the blog grandmother at this point in GBLT <laughs> romance land. So, um, yeah. So it'll be our six-year anniversary that, uh, that same week that we kick off. You'll have to pop some champagne, too, as the challenge gets started. I know. I know. I know. Of course, I'm so focused on doing stuff for reading challenge, I never have time to do anything for the anniversary. But still, I will uh, I will be remembering it because uh, I still remember starting out the little teeny blog and just me publishing once or twice a week. And you know, now we publish 25 times a week. So <laughs> it's, um, it's definitely things have grown. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're glad you're there, too, because it's it's a good resource for the community for sure. What have you been reading lately? Have you got a couple book recommendations for us? Sure. One thing seriously that I'm really enjoying right now um, is the uh, Fay Out of Water series by E.G. Russell. E.J. Russell, excuse me. Um, it is a Riptide publishing book, and the second book in the series, Druid Next Door, just came out. Um, the... Series, basically, the premise is about three Fae brothers, and um, the first book is sort of a Beauty and the Beast theme. The story is actually called Cutie and the Beast, um, between a um, Fae kicked out of fairy, um, now psychologist to the supernatural community, um, who has been cursed with some major um, facial deformations and, again, kicked out of fairy. And so his young assistant, who is 
hired who um, can sort of see past all of the physical and the grumpy surliness that he has and they fall for each other. And then the second book picks up with his um, brother Mal, who has sort of a um, enemies to lovers opposite attract connection with a druid environmentalist who lives, lives next door and their adventures. Um, and then the third book comes out, um, I believe in a couple of months, which picks up the story of the third brother. So what I'm really enjoying about this series is it's just fun and quirky and great banter between the characters. Um, there's, they all have a little bit of snarky spice to them, which I think is fun and um, really interesting world building the world of fairy. Um, in the first book, we get to meet a lot of the different supernatural creatures because it's um, through the psychologist's office, all kinds of um, supernaturals come through. So it's a great introduction to the world. And um, each story is um, standalone romance with each of the three brothers, but there's sort of larger plot elements about what's going on in fairy and um, bad guys that, that sort of play a role that have carried over the first two books and I assume will conclude in the third. So that series has been really fun. Um, I also just read and reviewed the latest book um, in Eden Winter's Diversion series, which is called Reunion. Um, and I really love this series. And for whatever reason, I don't think it gets quite as much attention as some of the other um, great romantic suspense series. But I really feel like this is a series that belongs up there. Um, it features um, Lucky, who is a um, former lover of a drug kingpin who goes to jail this before the first book starts and is then released into the custody of the Southeastern Narcotics Bureau. So basically he gets out of jail in exchange for working for them doing drug busts. So, um, and then with this, what appears to be very um, straight-laced, uptight new partner. So this follows them over, I believe this was the sixth book out, um, and, you know, their romance, but as well as the cases. So what I really like about this is that um, it's definitely sort of a police procedural investigative suspense, but the backdrop is the um, drug world, and in many of the books, the pharmaceutical drug world and what's happening there with illegal drug trafficking and illegal drug manufacturing and sort of a side of it that you don't get in a lot of series. Mm -hmm. um, so great romantic suspense, great investigations, but also love Lucky and Bo. Um, Lucky is not super personable. You know, he doesn't really like people, but he <laughs> loves Bo. And the two of them are very hot and steamy together, but also just a really great match. So um, I was excited for this last book in the series or this latest book in the series. I'm not sure if this is the end, but um, it just reminded me how much I like this series and how I really think if you're a fan of suspense books, you totally should be reading the series. Fantastic. Maybe somebody will pick up one of these books to read in the challenge. Absolutely. Read it for your reading challenge. <laughs> All right. Well, Jay, thank you so much for telling us about the challenge and giving us some books. And again, happy sixth anniversary, thank too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Did you know that podcasts love to get reviews, too? Taking a moment to leave a review about the Big Gay Fiction Podcast helps us with the show's visibility online please take a moment to visit iTunes and leave a review. Your comments help other readers of gay romance discover this show. Thanks for helping us spread the word about the Big Gay Fiction Podcast. So I'm kind of tempted to do Jay's challenge. I think I could probably read at least a book a week. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it to take a prize away from anybody because I don't want to do that. But I think I would try to do 
the the challenge because God knows my TBR is big enough. Your TBR is big enough. Doing the TBR challenge would be easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think even new to you authors would be pretty easy too, because. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the GRL stuff that we've done so far this year. Like, I know I want to read books from Garrett and from from Alex and some of these other folks that we've talked to. Mm-hmm. You've read Garrett, so I could just go read Garrett's book and have a new-to-you author done. Yep. Do you have plenty of new-to-yous? I have. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> um, now, I have been busy this past week uh, working and suffering through <laughs> that first round of edits. Uh, so I don't have a book review to... Uh, uh, expound upon this week, (laughs) uh, which doesn't mean I haven't been reading. What I am sort of gearing up to do right now, uh, I've got a specific list of books that I want to read before we head to GRL Mm. uh, so that when I meet certain authors, I have something to talk to them about. (laughs) There are certain authors I want to meet and I want to be, I want to, you know, be able to intelligently converse about their art. There you go. Uh, that makes sense. So, so those books, I've got a small list of those. Those would count uh, as from my TBR list. Um, they are new to me authors. Um, uh, most of them are actually self-pubbed, so they would mm-hmm. also count in that category. Okay. Um, as for reading a book based solely on its cover, um, I mean, I guess I could do that that's not my usual habit uh although you know covers do uh play an important role in choosing a book uh because it's marketing and it's the very first thing you see um it always catches your attention i uh, so that is a part of my decision making process Mm -hmm. is that is that what she's talking about is you just like going blindly to amazon and and scrolling through Ooh, that. through a list and picking a book that you like the cover of? Is that what Basically, she's talking about? Okay. Basically, yeah. Okay. And I could think of a few books that the cover was like, oh, I want to read a big, that, that looks good. That cover must have something good behind it. Well, see, I do that as well, but then I investigate a little bit further. Uh, if it's an author I know or don't know, uh, if I read the blurb and it's you know got tropes that I think are interesting mm-hmm. or tropes that are challenging, I read. Uh, if I'm still not sure, I'll read the sample to get an idea of the author's voice and whether you know we click. And I think it would be interesting, you know, enough to sustain an, an entire novel, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah. there's, I know the Jeff Garvin's book, The Symptoms of Being Normal. Symptoms mm-hmm. of being human? Human, I believe. Human, yeah. Symptoms of being human. That cover in Barnes & Noble struck me as like, what is this? And it's on the YA shelf. And I admit I read the blurb because I there's so many things. Oh, yeah. There's so many things that sit on the YA shelf that it could have been a really cool cover for something that could have been brilliant that I didn't want to read. <laughs> um, and then there's covers like T.J. Clune's Murmuration. Mm-hmm. That cover struck me from the get-go. And it almost didn't matter what the book was about. It was the TJ book, so it was bound to be good anyway. But yeah. that cover was so striking. So, interesting. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how the, the challenge plays out. And I look forward to seeing what uh, Jay's folks are going to be reading as well. Cool. Um, you, you. Wait. Yeah, you, you, you. You. Jinx. What? <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> well, I was going to say, you have you, you part of your what you're reading are your 
is is the brand new James Bond uh, Beyond line. Oh yes, actually, um, it's been almost uh, a year and a half since our good friend Poppy Dennison came on the show and gave us the down low on the new line from Dream Spinner Press. Uh, the Dream Spun, the Dream Spun Desires line was expanding to include paranormal romances for Dream Spun Beyond, and that line finally debuted this uh, this past month, yeah, August, uh, July. No, no, August. You're right. August. We've got four books because September is, is mm-hmm. upon us. Yeah. So we did subscribe, uh, and we're getting the paperbacks uh, every month in the mail. The first one is Out of the Ashes. It is a shifter story from our good friends Ari McKay. Uh, the next one, uh, book two, was Charlatan's Request by Vivian Dean. This one sounds really interesting. It's sort of a ghost hunter's uh, book. Oh, fun. Yeah, okay. I know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading this one. Uh, the third book is Stalking Buffalo Bill. That came out uh, this month. That's by J. Lee Bailey, a new-to-me author. And our good friend Shira Anthony has released Finders Keepers. Uh, I got the exclusive scoop on this particular book when we were at the Dreamspun conference in March. Uh, we sat and talked about... Yuri on Ice, and I, I asked what she was up to, and she said, oh, I just turned in a book. It's a, a kitsune kind of uh, fantasy novel. Uh, if you've been watching uh, Teen Wolf, you n- know what a kitsune is, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's got some sort of fantasy spirit, uh, doorway to another world kind of elements. Uh, this one sounds really good, too. I can't wait to read Shira. I love Shira all the time, so... Uh, looking forward to getting started on these books. Like I said, my TBR is a little a little busy at the moment. So you uh, could practically <laughs> do the entire challenge on these books. Exactly. You've got, you got new to me author. <laughs> There's some pretty good covers here. Yes. Um, <laughs> exactly. And it's your TBR. The only thing you didn't do there was self pub. Exactly. So uh, if paranormal romance is your thing, we suggest you check out the Dreamspun Beyond line. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll. As you knock those down, you'll start to review them on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So while I was gone, despite everything else that was happening, I finished a book. uh, Because I had been doing this audio for a couple weeks. And I, with the travel, got it done. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been excited to read We Now Return to Regular Life by Martin Wilson since it came out earlier this summer. Uh, Martin had nine years between the debut novel and the second book. Um, (laughs) Don't wait that long again, please. That's a long time. (laughs) Yes, it is. Um, Martin's, uh, what they always tell us from 2008 has always been kind of a, a touchstone and inspiration to me when I write YA books and to see him now come out and, and truly top himself with this book was pretty spectacular. Um, in this one, you've got, you open three years in the past with, uh, 11 year old Josh and 11 year old Sam. Um, they're friends, but they're friends who live across the street from each other in this subdivision in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which also added another layer of interest to me (laughs) because I grew up there. It's been a number of years down there. Um, they're the kind of friends who hang out, but yet they bicker with each other and, you know, they're in the neighborhood. So you hang out and you, and you, and you play and you do stuff and, they decide on this very hot summer day that they're going to ride off to the mall, which is a long way away. I know because I used to do this a similar ride, but I was much closer than they were um, to get a video game because they want to play this new video game. They don't get to the mall 
They argue on the way. Josh is also assaulted from the side of the road um, and decides to go home. And uh, Sam never comes home. Something happens. He's abducted. He's gone for three years. And now you jump forward three years and Sam has come back. Um, He's been found. He has been held by this man in Anniston for three years. And now everybody has to kind of put their life back together. Hence the title, We Now Return to Regular Life. Um, For Beth, after finally coming to terms with the fact that her brother's gone and the fact that she never fully told the police what she knew about what happened, um, she has to now kind of readjust that Sam's back and what does that mean and how is Sam? Is Sam the same person? For Josh, he knows a lot he didn't tell the police. And so he's got that weighing on his mind. Uh, But he's also the only person who's essentially there for Sam. Um, Their friendship comes back stronger than ever. And he's the one that Sam tells things to. Uh, Not his his sister, not his parents. So it's it's Josh who finds out about these three years. Um, The emotions in this book that that Martin kind of draws out of everybody are, are pretty amazing. And I like that he chose to do the point of view here in alternating chapters between Beth and Josh, Mm -hmm. you you would think this would be Sam's story about his return, but it it is, but it isn't. Everything you get, of course, is from the other two characters. And all of it blended together makes quite a story. And I, I have to say, usually I either love or hate an ending. This one's a little bit of both because I really didn't want it to end where it ended, but yet it made perfect sense to close it off where he did. Uh, I don't want to give too much away here on, on this because the layers of story that come out as Sam tells these two, well, mostly tells Josh about his story. Plus the, the coping that Josh and Beth have to do to find their way back to a normalcy in this world where Sam is back while also putting to rest some of the demons that they've carried for three years is is pretty amazing so the story structure just made as an author it was like oh this is so good (laughs) and as a reader it was so tremendously satisfying so if you want this is this is in no way a romance of course uh but if you want to pick up a compelling ya novel do check out we now return to regular life uh by martin wilson and i will say the audiobook uh, which is performed by uh, Whitney Dykehouse and Will Ropp, I believe is how you would pronounce that. Uh, they do an excellent job performing Beth and uh, Josh and all the supporting characters that there are in the book as well. Cool. Yeah. Alrighty. So TV. We talked a little bit about TV last week. Mm-hmm. And among some of our other uh, summertime TV viewing uh, I've had such a blast with the reboot of Battle of the Network Stars on ABC. Um, I was a little dubious of how this was going to come back, um, but they've really they treat it as the as an appropriate homage to the to the late seventies, uh, early eighties uh, battles that we used to see on ABC a couple of times a year. Uh, but they've widened it out, of course, beyond the three networks that existed at the time. And this time out, it's it's basically genre against genre. So you get 
superheroes and sci-fi characters against TV cops and medical procedurals against uh, government shows and really spe- a variety against uh, generic ABC stars. Um, this past week, there was a great Love Boat reunion because Ted Lange was on, as was, ooh, she played Vicky. What was her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of her name. Oh, well, she played Vicky. So you had Isaac and Vicky. Um, actually, as they've done many times this summer, uh, we've had people come back to battle. So both of those people had been on battle years ago. Lou Ferrigno was back a few weeks ago. Uh, the two guys from Chips, Eric Estrada and the other guy, Larry Wilcox, were both on. Uh, and they're back at Pepperdine University playing on the course in Malibu. And it's been a hoot mm-hmm. and an enjoyable, like, summertime distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can probably catch it. I know you can catch them on abc.com and, uh, ABC on demand. If you want to, uh, have a little fun that's retro seven, you know, late seventies kind of fun. Um, I've also been watching, uh, salvation on CBS. This is a, I don't know why I decided to do this, but I did it. And it's about this, uh, asteroid that's coming to earth and the attempts to, knock it off course so that it doesn't come blasting down and, you know, knock out half the planet in a, you know, one of those destruction, mass destruction uh, events that so often happen in the movies. Um, There's also a lot of political intrigue and U.S. versus Russia and subplots and computer hackers and a lot of beautiful people. I don't know how this show ended up on CBS. It looks like it belongs on the CW, I swear. Uh, but it's been interesting, and the plots have kept me coming back as everybody tries to work towards a mutual goal but can't quite get along enough to do it. Um, and, of course, you know, it's summertime throwaway programming. But it's been a good time. So if you want, you can check it out on CBS On Demand or the CBS app. Um, I think it'll wrap up in the next couple of weeks. It's coming up on episode 10, and I can't see how it goes beyond 12. <laughs> Before the new season starts. So, yeah, a couple TV recommendations. Cool. Yeah. Now, earlier this week, you talked to a special guest who was here as part of the 2017 GRL blog tour. Indeed. Let's listen to see what uh, Trina Lane's up to. Today, I'm welcoming Trina Lane to the podcast as part of the 2017 GRL blog tour. Trina has been passionately addicted to romance novels since the age of 13 and enjoys almost all genres. Her only requirement is that all reads have a happily ever after ending. When she's not devouring a new book by one of her favorite authors or thinking up new storylines from one of her own books, you can usually find her watching a movie with her husband and cat, working with her other passionate obsession, which is photography, or listening to her iPod, or quite frequently a combination of all of the above. Welcome, Trina. <laughs> Hi, uh, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, it's wonderful. We're glad to have you here. Kind of wish I was in the coffee shop where you're hanging out because that would be a lovely afternoon pick me up. <laughs> uh, they were very fortunate to turn down the music for me, so their their uh, Starbucks is doing doing good today. <laughs> Way to go, Starbucks! They usually do good on most days. I have found. <laughs> so, tell me, what new books have you got coming out uh, that we could look forward to seeing at GRL? Well, my uh, upcoming release is going to be the. I think it's the sixth book in my Perfect Love series. 
Um, it is actually the ending of the series. And um, uh, basically this one is set up so that it is a reunion of all the characters we've met in the previous books. Awesome. Uh, so early release is scheduled for September through Pride Publishing. And uh, then general release will actually be the week right after GRL. Nice. Good timing. Tell us a little bit about the, that, that series in general for folks who may not be familiar with it. Um, so it actually started out as uh, it, it wasn't intended to be a series, <laughs> uh, which it happens so often, I think, uh, mm -hmm. for authors. start out with one idea and it kind of explodes from there. Um, but uh, it started out just as actually a MFM menage. And uh, through the course of writing that first book, uh, some sub-characters came into play and kind of just demanded that their own stories be written. And uh, it kind of grew from there. Uh, so the, the concept of this final one is uh, all of the characters from these previous five books are going on a big group vacation and um, what's intended to be a whole lot of fun uh, turns into utter chaos and uh, um, yeah pretty much just utter chaos as they find themselves uh, embroiled in actually uh, terrorism. <laughs> wow okay <laughs> not what you want during your vacation typically. No no not not usually uh, you know you don't expect to go to Hawaii and uh uh, instead of sipping my ties on the beach, you're uh, ducking bombs. So, <laughs> so what got you started writing? I have been a storyteller in my mind for as long as I can possibly remember. Um, even going back to you know young childhood, my mom used to say she was always just talking to herself, or. Uh, <laughs> which may or may not be a good thing, but, um, and when I uh, started, you know, getting older, I, I devoured books. Um, usually, as I reach those teenage years, they tend to be, uh, you know, started out with, uh, with uh, Nora Roberts and stuff like that when I was a teenager. And uh, by the time I reached uh, college, you know, I kind of started to branch out into finding other, other genres. Uh, and um, writing-wise, I honestly didn't ever think to write a book. Um, I was working on my my doctorate, my dissertation for my other life, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I needed an outlet. I needed a stress relief in the midst of doing all that. Um, so I started writing down this story that I've been kind of been telling in my head during my daily commute. Um, uh, that doesn't necessarily sound good because it sounds like I'm a distracted driver, but I swear I keep my eyes on the road. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. I, I finished it. I sent it off to a good friend of mine. I said, hey, how does this sound? You know, what, what do you think about this? And she's like, you should send it somewhere. And I did. And that's that. <laughs> That's so. wonderful. That's a that, that that's a good origin story for an author. That it it started as you know the stories in your head, and then kind of just morphed its way into a career. It's it's been fun. It, it is it is my stress relief. Um, I I have a full time job. I have a family, and 
this is my me time. Mm-hmm. So. Now you mentioned you with other people. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you've got this series that's ending in September with the release of the new book. What have you got coming up in the future? Uh, so my current work in progress is actually a sequel to uh, my book that came out in January, uh, which is uh, Shards, uh, Shards in the Sun. And uh, so it will be a sequel to that, um, starring one of the other characters. Nice. And what do you enjoy reading? Obviously, romance is a giant part of, of your reading, most likely, based on your on your bio information. Is it all romance all the time? No, I'm actually a huge history buff. So I love reading um, books about uh, not only periods in history, but events in history, uh, both uh, fiction and nonfiction. So uh, it's it's usually one of those two. I've done so much reading um, for my career, uh, my, my other profession, um, academic work, that when I choose to read for enjoyment, I, I, I tend to gravitate towards something that's a little bit more lighthearted, mm-hmm. something that is um, entertainment versus biography and, and stuff like that. Anything in particular you're reading right now you'd want to throw out a recommendation for? Uh, I'm actually currently reading Country kind of working my way through that. Um, I want to say Jeff Mann, but gosh, I'm not sure if that's right. <laughs> we'll look that up on Amazon before we put the put it, so we can put it in the show notes for folks. I tend to read probably about one to two books a week. Wow. Um, <laughs> I have to say that's impressive with, you know, full-time job, family, writing your own stuff and still doing two books a week. I think it's amazing. I, I, can't do that myself. I don't sleep a whole lot. <laughs> that would that would help. <laughs> it's one of those things that I, I'm typically I need the I need the reading to settle my mind before I can sleep. So that is when it most often occurs. And then when I get a really good book um, and I can't put it down, um, I look at the clock and I go, oh, "Crap! I gotta get up in you know two or three hours." <laughs> I've had that issue with some audiobooks before where it's like, I don't want to stop right now. <laughs> Not right now. So tell us what your favorite thing about GRL is. You know, my favorite thing, honestly, is the people. It, um, uh, interacting and meeting new people, seeing uh, friends that I've made over the years. Um, that That's my favorite part of it. I mean, the the getting my name out and, and talking about my books, yeah, that, that's marketing. That's part of what we do. Um, but uh, I enjoy the social aspects, uh, which is really ironic for an extremely introverted person. So. But, you know, we, we hear this answer so often from folks, and I think it's just because you get all the introverts together, and we do okay with each other. <laughs> Maybe that maybe there's something to that, absolutely. Because we all know how to treat each other, you know, so that we have we can be, you know, have those moments separate when we need them and we can be, you know, forward when we need to and I think it all balances out somewhere. So I know you wanna do a giveaway for the listeners. Uh, tell us what you've got. 
Uh, so I would love to give the readers an opportunity to pick any book of their choosing from my backlist, uh, e-format. Um, and uh, that way, uh, I'm not assuming they like one particular uh, genre or one particular book, and, and they can choose what appeals to them. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll put a rafflecopter on the show notes page and run it for this week so that folks can uh, get an entry in to uh, have a running for that ebook. So what's the best way for people to keep up with you online? Um, Facebook, uh, typically. I, I do have a Twitter account, but I'll be honest, I, I'm not very good about it. <laughs> so uh, I do tend to try and, try and get on Facebook and post things on Facebook at least every couple days. Okay, awesome. We'll link to that in the show notes, as well as to all of your books. And Trina, thank you so much for being with us. We look forward to seeing you in GRL in October. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you too, and, and thanks so much for having me on. The Big Gay Fiction Podcast is thrilled to once again partner with Gay Romlet as a featured blogger. You can see all the participating blogs and the full GRL blog tour schedule at gayromlet.com slash 2017 blog tour. Gay Romlet is an annual retreat that brings together the people who create and celebrate LGBT romance for a one-of-a-kind must-attend gathering of dynamic, informal, and diverse fun. Each year, the retreat travels to a new city and hosts tons of events from raucous parties to mellow tete-a-tetes while still maintaining a spirit of familiarity. GRL is the place to connect with old friends, find family you didn't know you had, and meet with both newly published and established authors in the gay romance genre. This year's retreat is set for October 19 through 22 in Denver, Colorado at the Denver Marriott Tech Center. For more information or to register, please visit GayRomlet.com. Hockey players Simon Roberts and Alex Miller never could have known that the moment they first kissed, they were embarking on the love of a lifetime. The Hat Trick box set is their love story, as told by Simon, beginning their senior year of high school, through college graduation, and beyond, from the insecurity of coming out to mentorship of gay youth. For Simon and Alex, it's always about love, family, and hockey. The box set includes three full-length novels and three short stories in one easy-to-download ebook. Get yours today at Amazon.com and other online retailers. So don't forget to check out the Rafflecopter on the show notes page this week for your chance to win a book from Trina Lane's backlist. I think that'll do it for this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Coming up next week in episode number 100, Andrew Gray is going to join us and talk about his receiving the RWA Centennial Award along with what he's currently working on. 100. Mm-hmm. 100. That's a whole lot of books. And a whole lot of episodes. Oh, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Wise Wise, uh, wise deep thoughts from my co-host here, co-host and partner in crime. <laughs> Thank you for almost 100 episodes. Indeed. We'll I'm, I'm pre-thanking you. We'll be, re- we'll be re- <laughs> popping champagne or confetti or some such next week. Some such. So, guys, remember, no matter where life takes you, the journey will always be sweeter if you have a book. Until next week, guys, keep reading. For detailed show notes and the complete episode backlist, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday on all major podcast distributors and YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 